A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through man, the resurrection of the dead came also through man. For just as in Adam all die, so too in Christ shall all be brought to life, but each one in proper order. Christ the firstfruits, then at his coming those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end, when he hands over the kingdom to his God and Father, when he has destroyed every sovereignty and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. When everything is subjected to him, then the Son himself will also be subjected to the one who subjected everything to him, so that God may be all in all. The word of the Lord. Uh, This summer there was a pandemic going on, and so while I was holed up in the priory, I figured I would make the most of it, and I wound up getting some singing lessons from one of the friars I was living with, even though it might not always seem like it. Uh, And we would be standing in this empty church, and I would uh, sing out a verse of some or other hymn, and then he would ask me how it went. And I would always say something about, you know, the pitches that I was singing. Oh, I think I was on, or I think I was a little flat, or a little sharp, or whatever it was. And he would say, yeah, 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 that's fine, whatever. I don't want to hear about that. I want to hear about how your breathing was. Because if you want to be able to sing out... First, you have to be able to breathe in. In one of his uh, letters to Don B. Griffiths, C.S. Lewis famously said something along these following lines. He said, If you put second things first and first things second, you will get neither. But if you put first things first and second things second, you will get both. A few weeks ago, we had an election, and during these times, we have a lot of arguments about uh, what I call isms, right, ideologies. We talk about uh, capitalism and socialism. We talk about conservatism and liberalism. And on a feast like Christ the King, there's always this temptation to make it about the triumph of one of these isms over another one of these isms so that we can create a more just society And we should want a more just society. We should want to create something beautiful, to sing out justice into the world. But that misses the point. In our reading from St. Paul today, he tells us what the first things are and what the second things are. He says, first, Christ rose from the dead, and we then are drawn into into that resurrection at his coming. And then only comes the end, the destruction of the unjust powers and authorities. So if we want Christ to be acknowledged as king of the universe, first we have to look within. We have to ask the question, is he king here at 3407 Lafayette Avenue? 
Yes, of course, you know, Christ is king of the universe. He's king here in this building. And we acknowledge that. We say it out loud. But do we act like it? This feast of Christ the King comes at a very special time in the church year, when we're at the end of ordinary time and the beginning of Advent. And it's one of these times when time sort of gets stretched out. And the uh, historical scholars will tell you that through a combination of historical accident and God's planning, uh, different layers of time get layered on top of one another. That on the one hand, we look forward to the second coming of Christ at the end of time. At the same time, we look back to the first coming of Christ in the Holy Land. Because to learn what it means for Christ to be king, to learn how we're supposed to get ready for Christ being king at the end of time, we have to look back to that coming, the first coming, 2,000 years ago. You know, it's funny. Jesus had a mission. He was going to turn the world upside down. He was going to proclaim the reign of God. But what did he spend the first 30 years of his life doing. He was waiting. He was praying. He was living the ordinary domestic life of a Palestinian Jew. We also have a mission to preach God's reign over the universe. And we also have a Nazareth within the four walls of this priory. It is a place for praying and studying the scriptures, a place for us to live in harmony with one another, with grace and patience, even when it's difficult, a place for us to learn to deny ourselves so that we may decrease and he may increase, a place for, be, for us to be surrounded by the Spirit of God.